Picking up from where we left off, a couple of things. Uh, I was just telling the story about uh, John, right? My old, one of my old sergeants that was at the police college with me. I'm just going to wrap that one up because we get cut off right at that yeah, point. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a funny story. I'll uh, I'll do it again very quickly. If you missed the last podcast, we're uh, doing a continuation. We ran out of card space. <clears throat> and uh, ran out of card space. I ran out of card space. You know what? Batteries didn't die. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Again. you maybe you were talking too long. <laughs> maybe that was it. That was a long one. People, you know what? People really yeah. we got some great feedback on that. I'm glad that people enjoyed uh, listening to us for an hour and forty seven minutes. It was uh, quite a long Someone one. Someone posted. You know what? Uh, you mu- you must have missed it. It was just up uh, well, in the last three four days. Yeah, we put sure. that one up. And yeah, uh, joining like us for part two is none other than Big John. I, I, I've already screwed up and said your last name yeah, once. So, yeah, you already ran a You know, we were supposed to blur yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, you know, right. even I can miss the occasional, you know, security hazard. Uh, you know, Big John Spence, uh, my uh, long, uh, long-time friend, <laughs> is joining Coach Nick and I for this uh, continuation of our last podcast. And you know what? I'm so glad that you're here, buddy. You're right. I don't have it. Yeah, see? You haven't seen I think it's 139. Yeah, I think, I think it was on YouTube though. I don't know if it, did it go yeah, to SoundCloud. You know what? It should have gone to SoundCloud. If it didn't, no, I'm gonna. It's f- there. It's you there. Know I see it here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get the alert. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly wrap. up. First of all, John, I'd love to thank you for joining us today. We always love uh, hearing your thoughts. <laughs> right? Thank you I for being here. One of them. All right. <laughs> and you know, Coach Nick, fantastic seeing you again for uh, another episode of uh, Behind oh. the Vault Door. Yeah, oh. it's always fun. Always a good time. Okay, so you know, I believe we got cut off right about the point that I was talking about one of my old bosses, and uh, of course. Once upon a time, the, the Canadian gun vault was a police officer, and I had been hired by the Hamilton God Police Service. Yeah, I know. It's it's really difficult looking back to imagine that I did that for 20 years. Uh, being employed by the Hamilton Police Service was one of the most amazing times in my life. Uh, certainly uh, a lot of great memories, a lot of challenges, uh, some frustrating moments, but uh, very rewarding nonetheless. But now, now, of course, I'm doing this. And uh, but I, I love telling some of the old stories because people are always asking me about them. And, you know, I remember a time when I went to the police college and uh, they were bringing people in during midterms to uh, speak to the liaison officer. And uh, I, of course, had uh, no um, no understanding of how, how I was about to, you know, get verbally bitch slapped because I, I had come, guaranteed you deserved. It. Well, guaranteed. you know, I, 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 I was failing to apply myself <laughs> once again. <laughs> hadn't seen that on a credit, not credit card. Report hadn't seen that card. on a report yeah, card yeah, yeah. for quite some time. Really? But, <laughs> you know, but but sure enough, you know, people are walking in to talk to the liaison officer. He's at a desk inside a, uh, you know, an office that's been set up for him at uh, the uh, Ontario Police College. He's sitting there and uh, people are coming out. They're smiling and they're saying, you know, hey, it wasn't that bad. You know, he's, you know what? He said I did good. And he's, he's, you know, and like some people are like revved right up. They're like, he said, I'm doing amazing. And, you know, and, and so I'm like, yeah, OK. So I'm thinking I'm going in there, uh, you know, to have a little word with the, uh, the liaison officer. And it's. Uh, it's it's a sergeant, a former ERU member, right? So special teams, uh, you know, officer. So he's got a lot of starch in his collar, he, doesn't well, he? Well, you know, well, I, I didn't know at the time, you know, uh, I, I just heard that there was, you know, this gentleman, uh, you know, by the name of John, and I walked, I won't, I won't say his name to embarrass him, and I will maintain that, but I, I walked into this office, and he sat me down, and I knew, I knew immediately that the tone of the conversation was not going to be a pleasant one, and I felt, you know, that, that, that feeling that I used to get sitting in the vice principal's office, you know, <laughs> have a seat, close the door. 
Yeah, like that was yeah, the way things now. were done back then, right? You know, going and, there and playing to, Legos now to, to intimidate a kid was not not uh, you know uncommon back then. But anyway, he he saw me, said sit down, and his eyes immediately went down to some papers he was uh, kind of shuffling through, and I knew that it was not going to be a pleasant conversation. And of course, he uh, <clears throat> put down his pen and he looked at me with this uh, really stern uh, look of displeasure and said, "You know, you are." You get the lowest scores of anybody in this intake. You are the bottom of the barrel. You are dead last. You know, what do you got to say for yourself, Morelli? And I just, I looked at him and I shrugged my shoulders and I said, I guess somebody had to be there. And he lost. He said, get out of my office right now. Get out. Right. And, you know, and, and that, that was the way things were done back then. You know, it, it was not unusual to get yelled at by a boss. I remember a time when, you know, people were a lot less sensitive than perhaps that they are now. That would be a human rights complaint now, Oh, I think. yeah. Are you kidding me? Right. He hurt my feelings. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, I walked out of that office. It was not the first time I've been yelled at by a boss before. You know, John, I'm sure you had the occasional boss. Nobody's ever yelled at me. Nobody's ever yelled at you, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm really good at everything I do. I'm very personal. <laughs> well, I can I can tell you right now. I'll I'll, I'll yell at you. You got to hold the mic closer to your face. God damn it! <laughs> See, pardon, pardon. You can't say God. It has to be an inclusive term now. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I was raised Catholic. I can say so God if I. I want to. I'm and not. You're not serious. You, you, sure. All right. <laughs> so so now use deity. All right, what's that? Deity. Deity. Yeah, whatever inclusive deity de- term. Whatever deity you may be praying to. Yeah, you know what? Let's, I mean, we could make fun of religions all day long. I'm sure we could get ourselves into a lot that of trouble be, fast yeah, that's doing probably that. probably not a good idea. Uh, you know, I, I was raised during a time when it was okay, right, to uh, have comedy revolve around things like politics and race. And, you know, I certainly remember the days of Eddie Murphy's Raw that's a great album. Right? You know, oh my god! You know, during a time when uh, you know, if if you were if you were flipping through you know a nudie mag uh, as a as a young man in Canada, you At had the to put, shop. you had to put you in the barber shop. You had to put up with black squares covering private parts, and you know, like the censorship was flying fast the, and hard back the then. But, you know, I grew, I grew up in it, so I didn't know any different. You know, like we, I remember back in elementary school, we discovered that the uh, local variety store had thrown out a giant stack of them, which was like a gold mine. It's to so you set up camp behind that store for two it, you weeks. You know what? For 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 about five uh, 12-year-old boys, it was like we had won the lottery. I, like, I remember, I remember. you know, we we just happened to stumble on them. It's like, holy Jesus. Hey, hey this is way better than health class. You know what? It was, it was, uh, honestly, it was unbelievable. If you can imagine a time before the internet when children were not exposed to nudity and, and racy graphics and, you know, the innuendo that, that exists now in today's, you know, Western culture, uh, you know, quite, quite commonly, you could see it, you know, everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I remember walking out of this variety store and seeing like a torn page, you know, float on by and it was like, Whoa, Whoa, what was that? Was that a breast? You know, like I was, you just oh. followed that, right? I, I, Until no, it hit well, the ground. No. Well, like I, I looked down and I picked it up, and I was like, "You didn't, you didn't even have, you didn't even have any concerns about diseases back then." Like I just picked up this dirty, crumpled up piece of, you know, magazine. Took and it I'm, home, ironed it flat. Well, no, no, like well, th- well, then, uh, like I immediately, like the the detective, the detective of me came alive. Detective Morelli right? <laughs> came alive, right? Out searching for extra porn. Even, even, even at twelve, I, you know, I like I was like, "Where'd this come from?" And of course. My 
my head pans immediately, you know, in the area to uh, a small space next to a, a dumpster. And there's there's a stack of uh, porn magazines. And it's like, oh, my God. And, of course, I had some friends with me. We had been at the local variety store playing, you know, Galaga until, like, two minutes before eating, class. Eating Black Bart gum? Eat, yeah. You know, chewing, chewing, you know, on Popeye, you know, cigarette sticks and eating that, you know, spaghetti bubble Candy gum. Sticks. What's that? Candy sticks. Candy sticks. Oh, yeah. With what? the little with yeah. The powder. Yeah, yeah. But you remember those? <clears throat> I can't even imagine the unhealthy things we ate as children. Um, but but there, there I was coming out of the store. There's like two minutes before the bell's about to ring. So we usually run back to the lineup that's walking into our elementary school, you know, to go back to class. We got like two minutes and we've just discovered like the winning lottery ticket for kids that had never seen porn before. And it was like, oh, my God. And it like and I remember there was a scramble. Well, we can't take it with us right that was stash it for later that was right so so we hit it yeah right we hit it we put it away behind the dumpster in hopes that some other kids would not locate it and be the luckiest people on earth and let me guess by the time you got there and you had to line up your body automatically had to social was social distancing you from the person no, in front of you. You know, there's no such thing as social distancing in the 80s right? uh, definitely we, we drank out of the same fountains uh, you know drinking out of the same glass coke bottles was totally yeah. the norm yeah. backwashing was considered poor form but not you wipe, you not able off, to stop you from you drinking you wipe off the pop bottle with your t-shirt and hand it to the next guy yeah you know if you, if you, if you were raised proper you might wipe the top of the bottle off if you were hanging out with some of the guys I did you know, there might be some slobber still on it. You might see a bubble on the, yeah. uh, on the yeah. edge and you'd hit it with your hand and say, God yeah. damn it. Billy, right? Billy. Have some manners, right? You know, you'd wipe it off yourself. You know, and he might be offended by that. What? I got the cooties. Like I, that yeah. was the way things were back then. But I remember we hit it. Okay. We hit it and you know, we knew it was wrong. Like I, I, I'll make no bones about it. Uh, I knew it was wrong. I was, I was young. Um, I've always known the difference between right and wrong. Uh, in my mind, it was very simple. You are not supposed to be in possession of these items. Right? And somehow they have magically, almost in in divine form, it was appeared a passage. in front of me. It, well, I mean, like we'd never seen porn before. I, no. we, we, there was there was that one Filipino kid that had a dad that had some you know beta tapes kicking around somewhere. Beta that, tapes. Well, he was he was worshipped as a god. He had beta, you know. Uh, Back video. then, it's like it scrawled on the side of an empty coconut. Oh, shell or something yeah. like yeah well you know and my grand my grandfather had in the garage he had a, a, po- a po- no he had a poster girl um with a uh, transparent screening on it that would um would, would project an image of a bikini on a girl that you could lift up was it for unico tuna or something yeah it was actually it was you you seem to know exactly what, what i'm talking about right they used to do you know on memories of that they, they, they used to do these posters there's a few garages there's a few yeah there's a few italian garages yeah. out there that have the, this type of you know calendar poster like i mean there was only the one i was like geez like you know and and so like that that represented the the bulk of what i had seen in terms of the female form and any exposure to pornography when i was you know in my early 80s um during the early eighties, when you I was like in early, 80s. sorry, yeah, sorry. When I was in my, old are you? When I was in my early teens, in the, blue, the early eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, but in, 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 I want to make it abundantly clear. I don't believe for one second uh, that to, in today's day and age that we should objectify women. I think that it's important that women feel you know confident about their bodies and they do whatever they want with them. But I feel very confident about women's bodies. You know what? You know what? I'm sure you do. You, <laughs> right? <clears throat> one of these days, I'm going to hand out your address on this podcast. Yeah, we're going to see how many. 
fantastic. We're going to see, see how many girls yeah. show up. Go see it jokingly. Jokingly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It was an accident. <laughs> It'll get edited it was an accident, John. So, so John's joining us today, and we're, we're going to carry on with the uh, conversation we had the other day. Uh, you guys keep on tuning into these podcasts. We love doing them for you. Uh, you know, I've often laughed and said we're kind of like the Seinfeld of the gun world. We'll talk about anything, and quite honestly, um, it's a show about nothing. Right? And if people, uh, you know, appreciate the uh, conversations and feel like they're right here with us, uh, fantastic. I love that. I want to reach as many people as possible. So, carrying on, we've got John Spence joining us today. I'm, I'm going to just keep again. doing it now. I'm gonna, no, I'm doing it. We're, the cat's out of the bag. It doesn't yeah. matter now. The RCMP's right. on to them. They already know. They know, right? The, the plane has been circling I'm over your house, sure. too. I'm pretty sure they have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Helicopters constantly. Right? Helicopters. Right? Hey, you hear the crackling on your uh, phone line lately? You've been getting a lot of feedback. Oh, and, oh, that's funny. Yeah. My phone has been beeping. Oh, really? Uh, For no reason sometimes. During a call or just randomly? No, just randomly. That's kind of different. But it's a really odd beep. It's not like a, not a notification beep. It's like a high-pitched Really? Well, when your kids get a hold of it and put some kind of app on there, or? maybe they're, my kids can track me. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. If they want to see what I'm searching up, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I can I can tell you, you know, I've got a room of you know some really law-abiding people here. We jokingly talk about the RCMP and uh, their monitoring practices. Although, you know, I I think it's safe to say for everybody out there that's posting on social media, uh, be really careful uh, about the things that you post. I've always maintained that security should be our first priority. Don't ever give anything away. Uh, if you're going to uh, be posting that you have firearms, be be intelligent about it. Uh, don't have an, an a post, uh, you know, 20 posts back. You know, picture your front of your house, uh, perhaps with an address or you know anything that would be a clear identifier. Well, and I was going to say too, as of Friday, because there there's so many more firearms that we were told weren't going to be added that are just being added to the FRT and are now deemed illegal and prohibited, and they're not making it uh, public knowledge. It's people are ha- coming upon these as happenstance. Yeah. So do not post a picture of you with a gun. It's like, hey, I just shot around a trap because. That gun you just shot around a trap with, like the Remington 870 pump, uh, might which be illegal. Might, w- w- yeah, might be illegal. You yeah. don't want to get yourself in hot water. And and I, I think it's a pretty douchebag move uh, f- from the Trudeau government, Bill Blair, to order the RCMP to do this without um, informing the public. Well, you know, we don't. Like, know. Are you trying to catch us? Like that? That's kind of a shitty thing to, to do. But to, I mean, it's to, a liberal government, so to, to be fair, uh, we don't know that the. Uh, we don't know that the parties involved that obviously have some form of remote access, uh, you know, that are making these amendments to the FRT have been given instruction by Bill Blair. To be to be fair, we don't we don't know exactly because they haven't told us anything. Exactly. I, I think that it's really important to note that uh, this government has once again, uh, amongst all the other shady things that they've been up to, uh, you know, up to and including asking for unlimited spending power until 2021, right as the height of fear uh, had grown in the uh, pandemic here, you know, amongst all those other things that they've done in the past and the things that they're still continuing to do today, uh, we've got a government that has just up and decided to uh, evidently add 250 firearms to the 1,500 that they already put on a prohibition list impacting only legal gun owners in this country. So if you can imagine 15 
1,500 types of firearms and or their variants have been banned, and they're legally owned by a number of people that use them for sporting and recreational purposes. They've never done anything wrong by sure virtue of the fact that they still have their license, their model citizens, and these people now find themselves to be in possession of items that, uh, if not turned in for destruction, according to the law, could result in you know penalties up to and including, you know, prison time like forget going to court and spending 60,000 bucks your own money just to find out that the government has screwed you over uh but like you could you could actually face prison time and so you know they're making changes when they're not notifying anybody uh there certainly has been a lot of controversy surrounding the OIC the use of order and council to push this law through without any parliamentary debate uh you know I think a lot of people are starting to see exactly what's going on here now more and more people are Why becoming would you debate aware something you can't win yeah well not using facts they, they, they certainly won't they won't be able to do that using facts because when you look at the facts nobody wants this uh none of the studies indicate that it's necessary or well, that it'll improve public safety there's about six people and they're the ones making the decisions yeah yeah and and that's and that's not cool because you know what if it can apply to firearms it can apply to anything and that's that's really something why do we not have property rights this is something that needs to be addressed in this country right away uh you know what i think it's the very first thing we should do once we install a a good conservative government in the future we should enshrine property rights not not just firearm property rights like all property rights what people are completely unaware of is the house that you sit in is not yours according to the law it's not it's property it's property of the queen and 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 it it's not just firearms. Like you're not entitled to anything of yours if the government should up and decide to take it. And this government, of all governments, Canadian governments, is probably more likely to seize stuff than ever before. It seems uh, like they push this on through without any parliamentary debate. Uh, there certainly hasn't been much conversation, meaningful conversation. They say there is. I love the way the Liberal Party loves to talk about things like you know we're, we've had meaningful discussions. We've in, included all the stakeholders. No, they haven't. They shut them down the minute that they start to speak out and to reveal you know to people that there are facts involved here that are being ignored that there will be no improvement to public safety um they get shut down sit down be quiet i didn't bring you here to argue and it's like whoa you know what i'm just raising a valid point and a, and a fact and nope you're disturbing this you're disturbing this meeting and these proceedings will ask you to leave if you speak out again we're going to ask you to leave like i've been to these town hall meetings where when people raise like legitimate issues not not even in an overly passionate way they just say, look, like the crimes aren't being committed by anybody that has a gun legally. And, and people are turning around, you know, and saying, be quiet, you know, guns kill people. And, you know, like, it's like, no, 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 hold on. I'm just here to say my piece. And they're being shut down. Like people, people don't realize how quickly this liberal government seems intent on silencing anyone that disagrees with them. Because they don't know how to deal with it. They're like the little kid. Yeah. Doesn't get his way. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. As opposed to acting like an adult. And that goes for anybody who's a liberal out there, because I really don't give a rat's ass if I offend you. Uh, learn to deal with adversity. Learn yeah. to deal with differing opinions. Well, that, that's something I think that is completely absent today. And quite honestly, you know, I I see them pushing things on through and, 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 and to know that 
to do it secretly, like how shady is that? And and to have someone just this morning send me a message saying, I finally got one, sent me a message with a photo attached showing um, this gentleman, you know, a, a proud Canadian hunter. He's bagged his first turkey and he is so excited and he did it with a Deria Mark 12, right? Shotgun, which is, you know, um, a modern sporting shotgun, you know, and it's, it's got that classic uh, AR style to it and it, it's it's not what you would traditionally associate with the turkey hunt it's not a side-by-side double barrel 12 gauge this thing is is a modern sporting shotgun and and you what what the liberals would definitely characterize as an assault shotgun you know or you know something something we shouldn't have it's too dangerous to own so he's of the bag- way it looks yeah based on the way it looks it's functionally no different than any other semi-automatic shotgun and it can you know it, when it's used for hunting purposes in Ontario it's limited to three rounds. And so here's this guy out there with this, um, you know, a Turkish made semi-automatic shotgun. He's gone the modern route to take, you know, his first game bird, right? Like to put a turkey dinner on the family table. Like, I mean, to take how... How much work goes into grabbing a turkey? They're apparently a really smart bird. They see everything. If you cover yourself in camouflage and wear a giant, you know, net over you, if they see like a glimmer of a bracelet, they're gone. Like, I mean, if they're 50, 50, 60 yards away from you, they'll see it and they take off. So it's a lot of work to call in a turkey and to to, to be able to bag one and put it on the family table is, is a real rite of passage for many Canadian hunters. So this guy's decided to use this modern modern sporting shotgun to do it. He's very proud of himself and he's done everything correct. He's gotten a license. He's gotten his hunting license. He's, he's, I'm sure, you know, always obeying the law. And he sends me this picture and I'm like, man, don't put that up on your page. They just became illegal. Like, like I hold it. Like it might, you might be in possession of a prohibited item. They have like very quietly changed the rules overnight. And you were probably in transit to your Turkey spot when it all happened. Um, like, Take that down. Here's a guy that can theoretically be charged with breaking the law, like transporting a prohibited firearm, and and he doesn't even know it. What was he going to say? You get charged with something you didn't know existed? Well, you, you know, you'd have to. You would have uh, to. Has anybody received anything? Nothing official nope. for like my prohibited weapons. Now I haven't received a letter in the mail saying, "Hey, this is prohibited. You can't do anything with it. You can't take it anywhere." Nobody said anything to me. Well, they're gonna they're gonna Nobody have just assume I'm listening to the news and paying attention. They're, well, they're... But we we don't have the general public doesn't have access to that FRT database. No, the general public does not. Right. So how would probably ninety nine percent of of firearm owners in Canada even be privy to that information unless it's provided by a retailer or a wholesaler that does have access and and whatever the access you need to get into the FRT database. I'm sure they're going to say their reasoning was we wanted to update it, update it first. They should have notified anyone that had access that it would be happening uh, to avoid confusion. Uh, I'm sure they're, you know, like, like all the other things I've seen this liberal government do, they're very fond of doing things quietly and behind closed doors and then letting the public find out after, you know, the barn door has been opened. You know, the uh, $10.5 million Cotter payment comes to mind, you know, uh, but, but definitely to secretly, you know, change the classification of firearms. And I'll tell you something. When I saw Justin Trudeau being spoken to by the media uh, back in like 2015, 
he he when asked about firearms uh, and 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 gun control, he said a lot can be done with classifications. And I got to tell you, for anybody that hasn't been listening to our podcast or hasn't been watching the, he also uh, said he wasn't going to take guns. Yeah, he also said he wasn't going to take guns. That was even earlier. Uh, but but obviously somewhere along the way he changed well, he's his not mind. Take them. Somebody else is going to take them. He's well, just going to tell them to take. Them. Yeah. He just wants to be the nice guy to go sit in that UN seat, like that meme that's going around. Oh yeah, sitting in the UN chair while he watches. The chair label Canada burning. The Canadian armchair is on fire. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it, if you haven't figured it out yet, folks, uh, this liberal government is literally setting this country aflame. We've got the economy in the dumpster. Free speech is under attack. Uh, they're arbitrarily taking people's private property. I don't care what it is, uh, without warning and without justification. I mean, we should all be very concerned about some of the things we're seeing. And this is where I want to ask John. And I'll ask you to hold. Bring oh. that thing right. Bring bring that yes. up. All right, John. What's your take on everything you've seen happening? Like, I mean, just feel free to, you know, share with our audience what it is that's on your mind. Like, I mean, anything, the guns, the economy, anything, anything that stands out in your brain is like something that is important to you. Because you know what? I'm, I'm interested to know your take because this is where you take well, the conversation. Here, I, I want to say something right now yeah. because I have uh, perhaps said a few things <laughs> about my good pal Doug Ford in the past. <clears throat> maybe referring to him as dofo and thinking he was an idiot uh but i have to say he's been handling this situation shockingly well <laughs> nice yeah, you, are you backpedaling on doug to the hat tip of the hat to him no i still think uh he he got in he got he got the nomination yeah in my opinion illegally yeah well you can't you can't open up the vote after the vote's closed Hey man, you follow these things pretty pretty closely. I, I defer to your good judgment. You tell me about it. But anyways, I digress. Let's leave that behind. He's doing a good job. Now, the ass clown circus here that we got going with these <laughs> half-witted retards, and I'm going to say that because they are mentally challenged. Half-witted <laughs> retards. <laughs> Can't just take my shit. Come on, really? can't just take my stuff and what what's their what's their plan for taking this stuff back because i don't know about you but i'm not getting in line to return anything until the day before i have to i'll be there at 11:59 in line with 700 million other people <laughs> all waiting to get their shit processed what are they gonna do how are they gonna address it are they gonna come knocking on my door saying are you oh, oh well what do they do when they come to my door why I still have six months. It's my friend. I want to hug it and cuddle it and <laughs> squeeze it and love it forever. Like, what are they going to do? I don't understand the logic behind this. Well, in New Zealand, they've gotten a very low compliance rate. I, like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like many things the liberal government does, they like to run little pilot projects. They like to float up little balloons with ideas in it and see how the public reacts. Uh, for the people in the firearm community that haven't figured it out yet, they're very fond you know, floating ideas out there to gauge our reaction. You know, as soon as as soon as they included the shotgun guys in this uh, whole debate, uh, as it relates to taking firearms from people, the hunting and sportsman crowd, the claybusters, they came alive, and they should have been alive yeah. months and months yeah, and oh, months absolutely. ago. Yeah. Like, yep. And and what is like we had that last petition where it was C sixty eight or whatever the mm -hmm. heck it was, and we had that giant petition against mm -hmm. that 
horse crap and yeah you know didn't he say and i could be remembering wrong that any petition that receives a hundred thousand signatures should be addressed enough to stop law like so he said though i, I, I may be wrong maybe i just heard this i don't remember hearing I, that but I, I know what you're talking about there, there <laughs> there's there's been a, a clearly defined number of people that sign on in a petition that can cause an abrupt halt to something is that in being, law though? Is that in you legislation? Know, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. I, I think. I think it. It's an. Uh, you know, kind of a. It's a an general un- guideline. It's, no. Yeah. It's, it's, so in other words, they can move the goalposts to whatever. They, they, like they can do been. whatever they want. Right. Well, right. When you're on the one yard line, they add an extra twenty. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and and that's and that's a standard practice from this liberal government. They love to continuously move the goalposts. Uh, for everybody out there though that thought that they were only coming after the assault rifles, and your Kriegoffs and your beautiful, you know, Browning over and under shotgun wouldn't eventually be caught up in this mess i would encourage all of you listening to please get involved sign the petitions call your member of parliament join the lobby groups in their fight for your rights uh there is going to be a lawsuit i understand there's going to be a charter challenge yep. uh you know being initiated by the ccfr and backed by the other groups uh you know we definitely got to elect a good conservative uh leader I think it's really important. And we talked about that in the last podcast. I think that ultimately it's going to boil down to, you know, voting for the guy we need, not the guy we want. You know, uh, whoever has the best chances of winning the election is the guy that we should vote for. The one that has um, the most uh, broad appeal to a number of voters. I think that that's the guy that we're going to want. And if his platform isn't exactly to your liking, and I'm going to pull a page out of podcast Brian's book here, I'm going to say, you know, hold your nose, do the thing Mm -hmm. that's right for you Mm -hmm. and the community and and for your country. But no, just to be devil's advocate here is, uh oh, hasn't holding our nose and voting for the best of the turds what got us where we are right now well oh, we got we got we got to stop the liberal machine though oh, and we that need to address and, the whole system needs to oh yeah down absolutely we need a reboot we need a reboot yeah it, but you need somebody working. in there that will be open to rebooting certain aspects of it that really need to be rebooted I i've said it again you need me dictator Put me in charge, dictator. We'll change. I'll rip the system down and build it back up. And I'll walk away. Hey, oh, will you? Oh, yeah, I walk away. You put on. You, you want to deal with this horseshit? You know what? I hate people. You know what? I'm eighty percent hermit. The time I come, out is to come here. You know what? I, so you think you could put on the infinity gauntlet and take oh, yeah, it off? No problem. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know me, I'm not a greedy man. I don't uh, care. Power corrupts. Whatever. <laughs> I have to care about the power. I don't care about as it. As long as I'm the Minister of Education, I'll be you, fine. You think I want to scratch and claw my way to minim, middle management anywhere? I've never <laughs> gone after a promotion ever because mm. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, you but think you... I want more hassle? The only reason I do it is because it needs to be done. Yeah. If somebody needs their ass whooped, yep. and they need it whooped hard. Yeah. It's I, stupid. It's do we fun- have recall? Like, can we say, you suck, we want your ass out. What, there's got to do we have that? Uh, the, you know, the, the mechanism that is known as a uh, vote of non-confidence would seem yeah, to perhaps address your... Yeah, we don't get to your, vote for that. That's the... That's got to come... That's the circus. That's that's the, for that. Yeah, that federal comes, level. That, that, comes, that comes from our representation. We voted them in. I mean, if I get a See, half million signatures on a piece of paper saying that this government sucks donkey balls, yeah. they should have to address that. 
You know what? I, I could. I, I don't know that anybody would sponsor a petition called, you know, Liberals are Donkey Balls. Do the balls. Liberals suck Donkey <laughs> Balls? They suck Donkey Sign Balls. Sign the petition, please. Sign the petition. You know, actually, it. It, it's, not, it's not a bad idea. I bet you it would get some good attention. <laughs> right? That might go viral. Although, it wouldn't even matter because at this stage, you've got to throw on the tinfoil well, hat. Well, just throw the order and council out and get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exa- 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 just, you know what? Orders in council. Like, I mean, let's let's start signing executive orders. Like, I mean, anybody who's ever been exposed to that kind of activity, uh, executive orders are used very sparingly in in the U.S. because of the way it looks. And, you know, some people may argue, well, that's not true. There's been lots of them. I, I, I mean, the OIC was meant to be used to make small amendments to to things like law. And, and, and for stuff that's already gone through parliamentary process, been, you know, subject to healthy debate. Something that comes up after the fact that maybe yeah. they, they, they didn't plan for or weren't yeah. aware of. Or- well, like if you decided that you were, uh, you know, after a healthy uh, discussion and <clears throat> debate regarding, you know, uh, how big a bore on a gun can be the maximum you know uh, size bore is 20 millimeters and you don't realize that that would include shotguns with the choke removed you know like that would be something that you figured out later and you'd say oh geez we didn't realize that wasn't meant that law wasn't meant for shotguns that was meant for like you know 20 millimeter rifles uh, you know that might exceed 10,000 joules of energy what we we will make an exception for uh, you know any any devices that are not you know uh, rifle Right. But no, because they want the, the Liberal Party wants to save face and virtue signal again, so they won't admit that they made a mistake in that in the wording of the legislation. We'll just go ahead and ban a whole bunch of more shit to make it look good and and appeal to the people who who um, are supporting us and supporting that venture. Well, they're, they're they don't clear, want to look bad. They're clearly capable of making mistakes. I mean, like if you look, well, if Christ, you look, look if, at the history. If you look at the history and if you look at this particular piece of legislation, some stuff is really shady and actually quite intelligent. You know, it's amazing how in law, with the change of one word, you can completely, yep. you know, the, the, you cannot ban, you know, a gun. You cannot ban a non-restricted firearm. Unless, in the opinion of, you know, the attorney general, right, it's something that can't be used for sporting purposes or recreational purposes that are, you know, legitimate. Like, I mean, in the opinion. So basically, the law comes down to uh, one person's opinion, because you can have all the evidence in the world that says that there's no merit in doing this, no improvement to public safety. It's going to be a colossal fucking waste of taxpayers' dollars, and it's going to completely fail to address the issue of crime. But we're going to do it anyway because they feel, in their opinion, there's no legitimate purpose. Well, interestingly enough, I'm not surprised the liberals being left and using the order of counsel because the Obama administration, who was wholeheartedly left, set the record for the amount of executive orders signed by a president. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, so there's a a number that they can do and that's it? No, no. There was a number. Yeah. He's, he holds that number now. There's not a limit to my knowledge. Okay. I'm just saying, trying to draw a comparison between left and in, in south of the border and left north of the border, and using those powers, right? Well, like, yeah, you know. But but just just the same. You always have to be cautious. And I mean, anybody that's listening to this, I don't care whether you like guns or not. Uh, you always have to be cautious of leaders that start to uh, arbitrarily and uh, unilaterally 
make changes in Those law. Those are big words for you. Hey, it, good for well, you. You know, like that? I was playing Scrabble the John, other day. John, the, the thesaurus, the word of day? You know what? <laughs> I got my pocket thesaurus right here for you. <laughs> this is what happens when we invite John into the conversation. John, so, so like, I'm oh, freaking ray of sunshine. Uh, yeah, you know what? I love when you come out because I never know what's going to happen next. It's <laughs> a little bit of the ADD going on. Uh, you know what? Squirrel. I, squirrel. Bear. Bear, as Bugsy would say. Right? But okay, so. So, so, like, what do you think about the idea of um, just banning guns with the waving of a magic wand and overnight, you know, you could potentially become a criminal without even knowing it's it. It's bullshit. It's total bullshit. Yeah. Right? Can't happen. No yeah. debate. Come on, really? And, and I think the majority, see, the funny thing is, I think the majority of, of gun owners in Canada would agree to that not happening, even if it had nothing to do with guns. So if they decide to use an order of counsel to ban something that didn't affect gun owners but infected another chunk of society, yeah. they would still the gun owners would be saying, "Hey, wait, you shouldn't be doing that." Yeah, we do Even so much other stuff. That's the thing. We there's so much crossover. Like, forget what the are they crossover. Ban? Okay, let's let's say we're going to ban ATVs because they kill way more people than guns. Whatever. Way it could so, be something uh, but, totally. But how many gun owners? Are also ATV. But that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, look at, look at it from the standpoint that they want to ban something that's going to affect a huge section of society. That there's no crossover. There's no relation to the gun culture at all. Gun people would still say, "Hey, that's wrong." The majority of gun people are saying, "Like, no, you can't be doing that. I don't care that it doesn't affect me. I don't care. That I'm not interested in that. You still shouldn't be doing it." Yeah. Yeah, it's just because it's guns. Like exactly. People, there's so many people in this country that don't understand even it. Know this is going on. But yeah. then, that's the thing. We, well, some of some of them do, and I got to tell you, I'll, I'll I'll bring this up very quickly. I was um, uh, at a dear friend's last night, and her brother and his wife came over, and in a very short period of time, I realized, um, you know, after listening to them speak, that they might be, you know, conservatively minded, and so you know, they seem to be making mention and reference to some things going on in the news. And, you know, I kind of looked at them and said, have you been watching, you know, the parliamentary sessions? And I saw like the eye twitch and it was like, I'm not sure, you know, and I began to have, you know, some more dialogue. And I realized very quickly that uh, they are completely aware, like this, this wonderful couple, uh, Terry and Joanne, completely aware of a lot of things that are going on. And at one point I looked at Joanne and I mean, I said, we watch the same news, don't we? And she's like, yep. All right. It's like, okay, so please tell me you're voting conservative. You know, I'm not telling you how to vote. I, you know, I, I hadn't met these people before. And I, I said, I, I don't mean to overstep. And I'm not saying that you should vote the way I tell you to. But like, I mean, please tell me you're voting conservative. And they both looked at me and said, um, we haven't voted in years. For what? For what? Like, why would we vote? It's all the same shit. And and listening to this couple. Go. Yeah, this couple, they're like, it's all the same shit. And so to know that there are people out there that are aware of what's going on. And, and they just are refusing to vote uh, because they don't feel that any party, you know, uh, meets their needs. Well, I, I'm here to tell you right now that we have to have people in office running our government. It might as well be one that is not completely hostile to a Canadian, traditional Canadian way of life. You know, freedom, the ability to speak freely, you know, the ability to not worry that the government is going to suddenly change laws that could deprive you of tens of thousands of dollars. And in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of privately owned legal property like i mean and we could bust off into how the mindset can bleed easily into other areas you mentioned atvs i know guys that won't own they wouldn't own an atv if they didn't hunt 
What's the point? I'm not going out into the bush just for a drive out in the bush. I'm trying to get my family dinner. I'll do it, you know, three, four times a year. You know, maybe uh, are the other kind of people that, you know, will own those kinds of vehicles to go deep into the bush. You know, like uh, who's to say that they're not going to ban recreational vehicles like ATVs? Who's going to say uh, right now? that I think they should ban motorcycles. Well, you know, I was just about to get into motorcycles. You know what? Like to control those deadly devices that every year are responsible for killing, you know, uh, you know, however many right Canadians and, and North Americans, people are rolling around on motorcycles getting killed all the time. There really isn't any need to be rolling around in a device that doesn't protect you uh, from impact. I no more motorcycles. Like I think they're good because it keeps the organ supply flowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a liver one. <laughs> well, I can tell That's you right now. It could be considered natural selection <laughs> to you a know, certain extent. Like if you're a motorcycle owner and you're listening oh, to this. drives a motorcycle. I, I ride a motorcycle. Yeah, but you know what? It's amazing how you can kind of make the transition uh, to, to the other arguments, right? I I own a motorcycle. I love motorcycling. It's been an enormous part of my life. It's because and you like that thing between your legs. It vibrates. You know what? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not touching I'm sure that. that. I'm, I'm not See, touching John that with a 10 foot yep. pole. I got some stories I could tell you, but we'll, we'll talk about that when I'm done the recording. No. <laughs> All right, I, no, we're not right. talking what anything like that. Oh, <laughs> All right, so, no, but you know what? There's. Wrong there, group. Right? <laughs> you know what? Where's that cattle prod? Right? Want no, me to get it? no, leave it in the barn. Leave it in the barn. I don't want to see that thing out. Don't you dare. All right, so so I ride a motorcycle. And you know what? I've ridden a motorcycle for years. One of the things I always knew about motorcycles were that they are completely dangerous, um, you know, piece of equipment. They are. It's, it's, it's a dangerous machine. Being out there in the public, especially now with people with their heads down in their laps, looking <clears> at <throat> cell phones, breaking the law, you may get crushed as a you know a motorcycle rider out there. But I mean, if you obey the law and you, you think a little bit ahead and you drive defensively, you can stay alive out there. But could you imagine if the government all at once decided that they were going to completely eliminate motorcycle ownership from the country. You know what? They're dangerous. A lot of people die. There's really no point in them. Uh, you know, they, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that right away. Right? They wouldn't come after all motorcycles. What they would say is first, you know what? The race bikes are responsible. Yeah. for the deaths. They're the ones going the fastest. You don't fastest. need more than 750 cc's. You don't need more than 750 cc's. Uh, we're going to put a governor on that motorcycle, you know, just so we can sell it here and collect a little tax money on it. Uh, but we're going to put a governor that restricts your horsepower to, you know, 150 instead of 185. And then these are the practices that have been adopted. And you're going to pay a really high amount of insurance. Oh yeah. You're going to pay a ridiculous insurance price, you know, premium price. And, you know, like, it's amazing, you know, going back to the governors, you know, these, uh, these kinds of mindsets. And if you look at where they have, you know, emissions restrictions that, you know, also happen to include some ignition timing retardation, right. To limit the horsepower on your motorcycle. These are the kinds of things we see coming out of California. Yep. Do we really want to model ourselves after California? Well, no, but what I'm saying, though, is is that liberal mindset that deprives people of the ability to enjoy something fully is something that we see in these uh, blue states in the United States. Where, let, let me just add yeah. to, enjoy, be able to, to your comment about enjoy something fully, but not infringing and not hampering and not taking away or overstepping the bounds in the way somebody else enjoys their life and chooses to live their life because that's that's a big part of it absolutely absolutely and that that fails to get mentioned it's like majority of people don't know that their neighbor has guns yeah 
Yeah. They don't know when they go to the gun range. They don't know when they come home. They might know if, they, if they've if they gone hunting, if they see a carcass in the back of their pickup. And, but for the most well, part... I like to make sure my neighbors know I strip down naked and I run across the lawn with my guns hanging above my head screaming so that everybody's aware. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want any surprises. There, <laughs> there, there are, there are security issues to owning firearms in this country. A lot of people, you know, typically have not shared with their neighbors or their friends. You know, it's been very unpopular at times, you know, to be a gun owner in this country. I remember the nineties. I had a drink thrown right in my face at a party because uh, yeah, somebody made the mistake why. of telling uh, this young, this young, <laughs> this young lady next to me. That wasn't why. All right. Well, use that as an excuse all you want. Well, this one happened too. So, so there I am at a party, and this young lady. Look her in the eyes when you speak to her next Uh, time. You know what? I'm having a conversation with a group of people. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a mixed social setting, and when I say that, I mean there's people there I don't know, and uh, I couldn't believe it. This girl right right next to me, she suddenly turns to me. She's having a conversation in the group next to me. She turns to me, right? She goes, "You own guns." Right, like, and I was like, I was blown away. I didn't, I didn't realize one of my friends had made the mistake of telling his liberal friend. Uh, she was she this was, a university party. Yeah, she was. You know what? It, it, it was. Uh, was. And it you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a conversation, and she, she just turns to me suddenly, and I, I see her out of the corner of my eye turning on me, and she goes, "You have guns," and I, and I, and I looked, I looked at her, and I said, "Well, yeah," and I hadn't even got the yes completely out of my mouth yet, and the drink. Complete with ice cubes, you know, smashed right into my face, and she stormed what kind of off. Drink has ice cubes in it. You know what? Uh, whatever it was, it was tasty. You know? <laughs> it was tasty, and you know what? I uh, I managed to track that young lady down uh, a little bit later and have a you know a good conversation with her, and I convinced her. Uh, I bet oh, you did. I feel like this is like a Bill Cosby story. I, yeah, I, you know what? I, I, How many I, drinks I, later did this occur? I, I, I convinced her in dial before you guys paint me up to be a lecherous, <laughs> roofie dropping, you know, predator. <laughs> Go to hell, to both you. I. I I, I was always taught to be diplomatic and respectful of people's feelings. I approached After that young fact. lady afterwards, and, and you know what? Like like you guys, I asked her. So, what was it that I got an opportunity to taste? Like, what what was that? What drink was that? So and clearly, she was attractive. Right? right? What? She, you know what? She was attractive. Yeah. She was well, surprised. You know that is. All women are beautiful. Okay, listen. Uh-oh. She was a if lovely he's, young if lady. He's yeah, so. Ghostick is throwing me the bird. It's a good thing this is radio. <laughs> I do it. Hey, I do it if it was on camera too. Would too. I, uh, but no, but there, there, I, and you know what? I actually, I looked at her, right, and she was like pacing in the she corner, must have been banging for him, right? She was, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she was. I'm not gonna lie, she was a good looking is that, girl. Is that a verb or is that an adjective yeah, right uh, now? It's a, <laughs> you know what? It's she, a proverbial ad now. You know what? Listen, listen, listen. It's a cop. dangling participle. <laughs> You know what? It wasn't dangling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So I approached this young lady. Okay, we should have done this without the microphone. You know <laughs> what? It's perfect. I no, I, I want to tell this story. So uh, just to finish it off very quickly, I looked at this young lady and I said, hi, you know what? Um, that was uncalled for. And she, she looked at me and she shook her head and I went, like, was she walking catatonically in the know, corner in the fetal pacing. position? She was pacing. Yeah, you triggered, man. Right? Triggered. Stay away from that shit. We're talking, we're talking the early 90s, and, you know, obviously, you know, she had formulated a very strong opinion about firearm owners in this country, whether she had read Mental something, whether she experienced right there. You know, like, I just looked at her, and I said, look, that was that was uncalled for. I, and and she, she, she shook her head, and I went, look, you know what? I, 
I don't know who you are. I don't know what kind of night you've had. I, I don't know why you don't like guns, and that's fine. Not everybody does, but like, I mean, you can't throw drinks in people's faces for that. And and she said she was sorry, right? She apologized. No, no, she she apologized, and she said she said, you know what? Just guns kill people, you know. And how could you, you know? I thought you were a nice guy. And, you know, she met me earlier in the night and I was playing cool and I was and talking to somebody people. right next to her. <laughs> right? Because, oh, yeah. you know what? I was hoping to have some conversation with her at some point. How you were you hoping to have something. It was how, a little more in conversation. How, how, how are you going to have conversation? You know, listen, you can't have conversation unless you get close enough to talk. Okay. And yeah, we conversation not, comes afterwards. We were not practicing social distancing. And, you know, I was hoping to talk to her. The last thing I was hoping for was, you know, the, the I was going to turn to her at some point and nudge her and start a conversation but uh she beat me to it but but unfortunately she started with you know the topic of how much she dislikes guns and throwing a drink now uh i did manage to calm her down and you know not that she needed to be calmed down by me but you know though i i talked yeah. i talked to her and she calmed down already and you know we started to have a little bit of talk and then i explained to her that you know like i i don't i don't have one in my car i'm not carrying one loaded in my pants that's not the canadian way of doing things um you know that good let that go. That was just right? silver platter yeah, really? right there. Come was, on. That's too easy. I don't easy. have a loaded one in my pants. You know, that's I, too uh, easy. You know, hey, listen. Uh, it gave me an opportunity to point to my waistband and say, "Look, I'm not carrying one, so don't be afraid." <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so, right? And, and, and yeah. I said, right? Well, no. Like, you know, and she said, she says, guns, guns kill people. And I said, yeah, but there's, there's like a large <clears throat> number of people in this country that get a, a license the way you get a car license, and then they get, they get the guns registered to their names, and they only go to the range and shoot them. And, 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 and really, the only thing they're killing out there is paper. And they're, yeah, but what if? And I'm Cars saying, kill well, people. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what if? You know, like, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. Let's look at the numbers. Like how many people overall are killed in Canada every year? And it's it's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of 200. And when you look at the number of deaths that relate to firearms that are legally owned, right? Like the ones that are owned legitimately and, and are used for recreational sporting purposes, those guns are not used in crimes. Like, I mean, the, the percentages are so horribly low. And when you look at it, it's even, it's even funnier when you look at the number of guns that are smuggled into this country that are used in crime. So these are people that operate completely. By criminals. They, they operate completely outside the law so they're, they're shipping guns in illegally from the US and they're selling them to their you know their drug dealing friends and and of course that is what has caused this you know enormous rise in violence is we obviously have some problems with the border and that's something that has come up a number of times in parliament uh, I know Michelle Rempel uh, you know discussed the subject of illegal immigration and you know without even touching that subject I can tell you that if you have people walking across the border with big bags of clothes that probably are not being searched you know, you've got a number of people that are just walking into this country and they're bringing with them whatever. And, you know, there's also, you know, the illegal smuggling rings, you know, completely dedicated to trying to bring uh, firearms into this country illegally. And, and as they traverse the border, their prices go up exponentially and, and they're very valuable. So those are the guns being used in the crimes. Legal owners are not using, you know, guns in crimes. And so when I back to talking to this young lady, I, you know, made it really clear that, you know, like, look, I'm not a bad guy. I just, you know, I yell pull a clay bird comes out of a box I, I break it um, you know maybe this was the 90s we know 
you were shooting the side of a bus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is, so, that is so unfair to characterize me as unsafe. That bus was a fair target back then. Right. Right. And that's I, not the point. Right? I'm the, here to claim for Well, you know, if you, if, you, if you did, if you've never heard this story before, once upon a time in a faraway magical land called the 1990s, uh, there was a certain, certain shooting range that actually had an old broken down bus. A lot of these shooting ranges are, you know, outside the areas of the city and they're in the country and you'll see, you know, you know, busted down cars and stuff sometimes get left on people's properties. And this one range had a bus and they had a bus that, you know, uh, was right on the range. And long before all the safety changes and, uh, you know, protocol changes that related to, you know, firearm safety before all that, you know, guys used to put. Um, you know, targets on the bus. And, you know, I guess, you know, Speed, the movie Speed had just come out, you know, and, and certainly there were always going to be guys, you know, that wanted to challenge themselves uh, instead of just shooting at a paper target, you know, uh, standing stationary. You know, they wanted something a little more dynamic and you could shoot on this bus at this range, which was really, you know, by today's standards, just wouldn't fly. You know, you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Like, I mean, on a, perhaps on a military base in a controlled environment, you know, that that's possible. But, no way. But, but still, you know, it would be dicey. like you'd have to be in the military to to you no. know use those kind the of. The military would not let you do that. Really, no. No. See, but what's wrong if if I have a piece of property, somebody's got forty acres out in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. it's on their property? What's wrong with that happening? You it's know, my what? property. I, I'm not I, endangering anybody. Well, and, and that's depends the thing. on the shape of the property. Yeah, and, and you know your proximity to other people. Well, and that, but I'm taking like forty that acres consider- really isn't that. It's no, not. No, I'm just a, throwing in it terms up. of flight of bullet. It's it's not really that far. No, I'm not saying right at the end of 40 acres that there's a house. I'm just saying you you own 40 acres in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody around. See, that's why I think it works in, in, in definitely in the U.S. You know, where you might be on a you know property in Montana that has 400 acres. You know, and your nearest neighbor he loves guns, and you know he shoots in your direction once in a while too. You know, you may find. Um, you know, the, the, in large, sprawling areas like that, it's totally possible to safely operate firearms, especially if you, like, in today's day and age, I don't know anybody that wouldn't set up a range in their backyard without, like, creating a proper backstop. Like, most people seem to get it now. Like, shooting up into the air with a rifle is a bad thing. You know, the 90s were a wild time. We didn't have any real semblance of what was safe and what was not. There's been so many changes, you know, since the 80s and the 90s now. Um, you know, in that time, you know, the protocol at ranges, is very strict. It's all very safety oriented. And, you know, um, to, to paint me up to be the guy that, you know, shoots at buses because that, that was, that was what guys you were did. talking about. They, I know, but that would be fun. Guys, guys, no, but hold on. Guys, guys used to do that. Of course, uh, until the day that the owner of the gun club decided that he was going to have his lunch on the bus. And sometimes when people would shoot outside the bus into the bus, right? And so I guess somebody's decided to start shooting at the bus, you know, where the targets, they could see the targets and the owner of the club was inside the bus having his lunch and he, he came out not too happy apparently with an uneaten, you know, half eaten sandwich. But like it was a different time. Like now everybody. Yeah, I bet he kicks some ass, eh? 
you know what? It was really a wild time back then. It was so it was so cool. I won't mention the club's name because they're still operational, but it was it was a different time, and uh, certainly so much has improved uh, as it relates to firearm safety. Like now, you know, you go to ranges, you have range safety officers in place. Uh, you know, most people are like model, you know, uh, members, and when it comes to obeying the rules, there's there's you know, going to be the odd infraction. People make them uh, by mistake. You know, opening up your case facing the wrong way. Like I mean, when you get to the range, you put your case, your gun case down on the line. When you open the case, and I mean, typically if you're you know you're shooting a restricted rifle, if you open the case and the you know the the lock is on. Um, first of all, it's typically a locked case, and inside that locked case is an unloaded firearm separate from the ammunition, which is probably in another locked container with a trigger lock. And and this unloaded firearm in a locked case <laughs> yep. also has a trigger lock in it, on it. And and when you open the case, if the rifle is not facing downrange, you run the risk of being sent home. Like that's how strict. It is like, I mean, and you've seen people that don't understand firearms, get their hands on them every once in a while and they'll wave them around. The, like week, the weekend guys. Yeah. Like, you will I'm saying though that, you know, you take people shooting, um, that have never been around firearms, which, which is something I always encourage people to do, uh, get them out shooting. I think it's half the reason that they're not going to allow the, uh, prohibited firearms to be transported because you know what they, they could have, they could have allowed us to transport those firearms to the range quite easily. But I truly do believe believe that the liberal uh, mindset and and goal is to uh, not allow people to continue using them so they can show their friends how cool they are right wow. like how how much fun it is how many people do you know who've gotten their license just to buy an air oh it's crazy uh, like I mean, there 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 are so many people that have contacted me post band saying, "What do I do? I I really wanted to own an AR-15." It's like there's nothing you can do. It's like, too I mean, yeah, it's, it's too late it's now. Too late. Until until we sort out this mess, until we elect a new conservative government. But uh, I'm afraid I'm afraid to buy anything. I won't buy again. Yeah, you know what? It's what really going to do these businesses because I, I won't buy anything. Well, you know, if they're just going to keep adding things to the list, I could totally see why people you know would what? say. It's on my list. Yeah, I know, I know, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not on the list as far as I know yet, but mm. it will be. It will be. And it's way too scary looking. Yeah. And you know, it and terrifies me every time I look at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, it, but I think it's really important that people understand, you know, uh, as the government just arbitrarily deprives us of property, something that, you know, we've invested a lot in as, as gun owners, uh, you know, personally, financially, you know, like, I mean, the therapeutic value alone connected to firearms for a lot of people. Like, you know, many people right now are dying to pull the trigger at the range, like just to get out of the house and to do that thing Tuesday. I love. Yeah. You know, like for the gun clubs that are opening up in uh, Southern Ontario very shortly, uh, we're excited. Uh, Alberta, you bastards, you've, you've been able to go the whole time. You guys out West, uh, you know, what's up. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, envious. That's one I didn't really understand. Well, you know what? The, the Clinton club itself lends itself well to like the, the, the social distancing, the benches, anybody. the benches, the bench, the gun Some clubs. benches are pretty, are pretty tight. But I mean, if you blocked off every second bench, you're fine. You're more I, than six feet. Yeah. I, I look at it going, oh, even, even the ones that are right beside each other, you're probably Probably close to six feet there anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know what? Um, it didn't make any sense. Whatever. We're dealing with it now. The gun clubs are going to open up. And I know a lot of people that have asked me, I would like to shoot one of these. Them, their AR-15s everybody's talking about. So is my 870 a pro hip now? You know what? Uh, Eight, Remington 870 pump is yeah, on the list. Is on the list. So I have two pro hips now. Yep. Yes, you do. 
right? And and, and you what know what? The pe- fuck. Eight seventy because it's yeah. Right? I don't. And, and and I want you guys. What the fuck. I want you guys to imagine. Here's here's Sorry. here's. Well, no, no, no. This is this is something that's really important for people that don't understand the firearm community, firearm culture, the impact of uh, Canadian firearm related laws. At least their changes uh, at the hands of these dimwits. But I can tell you that when you prohibit an item, you immediately devalue it. I mean, if it can't be sold openly on the legitimate market where people have licenses, if you can't sell these things and recover their true value, because like the 12-6 class, small pistols, it's amazing. You know, the, the I'll use the Colt, um, the Colt, uh, uh, what do they call it? Pocket. Right, the, the the tiny the tiniest. That's the one where you pull the trigger really slowly. Yeah, that one, right? Like that one. You know what? It's it's really difficult to shoot accurately. Of course, it's twenty five caliber, and you know it's it's the the pocket pistol, this little this little itty bitty thing, and and you know what? it's cool. In the United States, you know, if you get a really good example, like it's beautiful Colt bluing, and you can tell it's like a little miniature nine nineteen eleven. It looks like um, it operates completely differently, but it, it's it's worth about a thousand bucks to twelve hundred bucks in the United States. Here in Canada, because because the market has been diminished and because of the impact of law changes which make it prohibited what it did was it it devalued these items they could still be sold amongst collectors but what ended up happening was is the prices were driven down so now this $1200 beautiful example of a Colt a pocket pistol is now in Canada worth 200 bucks you know which in american dollars is like you know 74 cents. 74 yeah. cents. <laughs> so, so it devalues our property. And, and a lot of people don't understand this. Just by, just by changing a classification and restricting the people, the number of people that can exchange this property. In the U.S., it had the total opposite effect because uh, machine guns down there. Before 1986, you know, you, you could import machine guns. So there was what they call non-transferable or transferable, rather, machine guns, uh, true machine guns in the United States. There is a legal mechanism that allows people to own class three title firearms in the United States safely and they you know these people here's my question we we talked about this before yeah can we claim political asylum in the US I don't know I I think I would I think we're being unjustly persecuted yeah I'm not in disagreement with you Uh, I would I would suggest to you that we are um, you know definitely being mistreated and I, it feels very discriminatory. I can't imagine that, you know, there isn't a human rights violation yeah, someplace. I, I mean, was just thinking you that. know, at every turn, we've got the government looking at us and saying, you know what, you're to blame, you're to blame, you're to blame. It's, it's really, um, it's really sad, you know, to see Canadian gun owners, like the finest people in the country, always bearing the brunt, uh, seemingly, uh, of law changes when we aren't responsible for what's going on out there, uh, to have them continuously change the laws, you know, in ways that only impact us and never really solve the problem. So why are they focusing on the long guns? Long guns aren't being used in crimes. They want them all. That, that's the thing that people don't understand. See, assault rifles have right now the most negative, you know, connotation connected to them. The state, the stigma assault rifles, which is, which is a misnomer. They're not assault rifles. I mean, your own experts say the that they're not military grade assault rifles. There's no such thing as assault rifle actually to be perfectly honest you know like assault is not you know a noun it's you know it's a verb like it's you have to assault somebody in order to for an item to be called considered assaultive item it, it, it doesn't make any sense but assault rifles are easy to pick on because nobody you know nobody really wants to support those that doesn't understand but i think what they've run into is so many people have been taking their friends out shooting these things 
that it's it's really I, I mean I've been going to the left places on the uh, on the net and in the web you know people uh, have taken their liberal friends shooting and there's a growing number of people that have always voted liberal they're red through and through but they actually really like guns and they're willing to speak up and say like this isn't right like taking property away from people not cool and these are typically you know very red parts of the net and we're, we're seeing a, a massive uptick in the number of people uh, that are typically left-leaning that appreciate that what's going on right now isn't right you know uh, hold on you know what I wanted to come back to something um, your thoughts okay oh. like you're you're an owner of an 870 yeah all right, and, I, and I'm not going to talk about any of the other guns you own other than that one. But you're an owner of an 870. It's a pump action shotgun. So what are they like? What are they doing with like the, the Wingmaster? That's a duck hunting gun. Yeah, like you know, like, how do you not? I, that makes no sense. It, it, well, you know, it's it, what it's designed. It's for. what's designed to do. Yeah. yeah, it's right in the fucking yep. name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 frightening how easily you know they could. Uh, Push the set of laws through and then make Mine amendments. Mine has the wood stock. That's got to be okay. Well, you, you know what? You want the black ones with the pistol grip. Yeah. You know what? Well, they're scary looking, so they're automatically more dangerous, right? Uh, but no, but I think it's funny. People people need to understand. Uh, like, say, a Winchester um, or, or a Remington, rather, 870 pump action shotgun is probably a 100-year-old design. You know, like, it's 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 not modern, modern technology. Like, it's, it's, it's older technology, pump action. And to have this gun that was, def- like, created specifically for the purpose at least in your case uh to hunt ducks and then to say that these guns have no recreational purpose in the opinion of the attorney judge must be her because like i mean we know that duck hunters use duck guns and we know that you know uh, competitive shooters use three gun type firearms in competitions uh you know they're target shooting you know, like pistol, there, there's well-documented, um, you know, events that have gone on, even within policing, pistol competitions. Like, I mean, there, there's recreational uh, use and enjoyment in all these firearms. And and yet, you know, we're seeing them magically on the, uh, appear on this list again and again. If I didn't know better, I'd say they floated out the assault rifle ban. Okay. Which could easily be sold to a uh, public that doesn't understand it. Or you'd think... And then add secretly to this list beyond that. The public was given, you know, we're only going after people with assault rifles, but now it's including people that hunt and it's including people that competitively shoot and it's impacting businesses everywhere. Like, I mean, you could, you could be selling a firearm that you thought was non-restricted to a, a, a licensed party and be committing a criminal offense, they, they, they've changed the FRT. The classification has changed. You might not be aware of that. This guy that sent me this turkey photo this morning, he was totally unaware that he might be out on the road with now a prohibited firearm. And if he was stopped and the officer decided to get uh, into it enough, might run you know the firearm and find out that this is a prohibited device this man is out with right now. I'm sorry, sir. Like I really don't have much choice. You're under arrest. Well, Billy Blair said... Said, there's a tweet like i mean it's not going to get you out of uh, a few there's hours a sitting in a holding yeah. cell while you wait for some paperwork to get typed up i mean he <clears throat> may, might give you a summons on the spot but he's not going to let you leave with your gun you know like you violated the law uh you're out in public with that gun that you shouldn't have uh, let's go back to your house 
right? You're going to be uh, potentially up for a review. We'll have a uh, prohibition hearing to determine whether or not you should be allowed to keep your firearms, seeing as you're out in public with a prohibited one. And so they seize your whole collection. They load it up into shopping carts. Everything gets scratched up that you own. And and that's the way it happens. You know, you'll be out what am there I do with all my two, two, three ammunition. I don't know. You'll have to fi- you'll have to find a use. <laughs> I didn't think you had any left. I think we burned it up the last time you and I were out. Yeah. You may have to go find did it, somewhere. Did yeah. it, didn't it go down in the boat with the rest of everything else? <laughs> you know what? No. He sold it to Mike from Canmore at one half. You, no. We shot the other half. I, I feel bad. I, I <laughs> didn't mean to sell him my 870. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it happens. Right? I wasn't you know, big I, enough duck hunting. Every, every man hits a point in his life where he's got to thin the herd a little bit and go into a safe and determine what he wants and what he doesn't. But then, you know what? So here, here we are. you going to track those down. How many 870s do you think there are in Canada? Oh, my God. Oh they got to be one of the most popular shotguns ever. Well, they're, ter- they're cheap. They're, it's yeah. a $500 gun. And they, and they work. And they work. And they go bang every time. They yeah. work They work well enough right, that the police have adopted them, and been, they've been in use for like so is the years. So is the Mossberg 500 on that list then, too? You know, uh, honestly, I glanced at the list, and I went, the, you know what? They're just going to keep adding to it. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter know. what's on the list. I tell people I don't care what's on the list. You want to know why? Right? Like, I mean, I've, I've clearly looked up a few items specifically. Um, there was some debate over whether or not Maccabee was on that list. We, you know, all wondered why he was notably, you know, off it in the uh, first. It is iteration. now apparently. It's it's on it now. Uh, you know, and 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 I've talked to Wyatt, you know, about the subject before. Wyatt, uh, you know, has expressed to be his uh, disappointment. You know, to put it lightly, here's a Canadian family that has worked very hard to operate within the confines of the law and develop a firearm that the RCMP themselves had to approve as being um, a viable sporting purpose platform. Well, I bet you this guy's sketchy. I don't think I want to meet him. You, He must be because he's making these prohibited guns. They're, right. He's, he's got to be the... Devil. The, the, devil the devil himself. Yeah. Right? If you met Wyatt, you'd love him. I, 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 I can't meet him. He's the devil. <laughs> I can't meet him. He created, he, you know what? He, he created a non-restricted platform, right, that accepts, you know, AR-15 yeah, components. It's prohibited now. Well, now it's prohibited. So he is the right? devil. He was okay before. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now, devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? I, like, I, I was one of those guys that I had a 12-6 license, and I let my license lapse. My father fell ill, and, you know, I, there was a move involved. The devil. And, you know what? But I, I, I had owned 12-6 firearms for, at that point, you know, 20 years, I think it was. Well, maybe a little less. But I had owned them up until that point for, you know, a decade plus, and... Overnight, because I forgot to renew on time, and I, you know there was a, there was a bit of an issue there. Um, I lost that twelve six license, and so now I found myself you know in possession of something that had to be turned in, and I did that. Um, and it was my own fault, but like overnight, I went from somebody you could trust for a decade plus that was never a problem to someone that could go to jail. And that obviously could not be trusted anymore. I've always Overnight. considered you to be a little sketchy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? You know, we get we 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 could play the what if game. You know, like I want to I want to carry on the conversation if you don't mind. Uh, motorcycles. We touched on that one. You know, let's talk about things like uh, pools. Well, right. Kill pools. more people than guns every year. I think. Oh, I think I think a lot more people die in swimming accidents and uh, drownings. 
uh, in pools. Certainly, the number of children that have died. I've gone to my fair share. Stay out of my pool. Yeah, you know what? Like, well, yeah, you know what? <laughs> but it, it's 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 safe to I say. I keep an electric fence around my pool. The riffraff away. You know what? See, <laughs> you know the idea that people would need a swimming pool. You don't need a swimming pool. You don't need one. No. Right. Uh, you know what? People die every year in swing pools. There's, yeah. So do squirrels. You know what? There's accidents. Right. There's accidents that happen. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, you can't be trusted. I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't matter if you have a fence around your pool. That's what we do. We regulate it. You know, you try and make it as safe as possible. You put well, a fence you, around your pool. A fence around your yard is no longer good. You need a fence within a fence. Oh, yeah. That's right. For yeah. pools, yeah. Right? So so, so there's certain safety precautions taken in, in regulations. I, I wonder if there's ever been a fine issued for failing to have a fence within a fence within a fence. Within oh, a fence I'm sure. I'm, pool. I'm sure people drive around uh, looking for infractions or neighbors report on one another. I think it's they, more when, of the 1-800-RAT-YOUT. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, and that's that's something that, you know, I, I found interesting with this COVID season. You know, the number of people that could get into arguments. The, the rat line. The rat line. You know, if it wasn't bad enough that we're dealing with a government that has gone so far to the left that they're also, you know, doing their best to control the media and they've instituted the use of, uh, you know, a hotline to uh, give people the ability to I'm tell on their neighbors. i of ratting everybody out. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I have for everything. You're going to get hate mail. I think you should. Just, <laughs> you know what? I saw a guy speeding. I should be able to issue a ticket for speeding <laughs> on my phone. Well, I'm driving because I'm special. So I think there should be an app where I go like a ticket and I send that guy a ticket. The world, the world, according to King John. Dictator. <laughs> dictator. Uh, Justin Trudeau is a big fan of the dictatorships. So if he hears this, maybe he will appoint me dictator with an order in council. And then I can fix all this fucked up shit instantly. Well, you know what? <sighs> I, I, can you can you appoint a dictator through a, with an order in council? Is I, that is that within know. the scope? Oh, I, well, you you can you can have somebody sit in your place and deal with all the tough questions and look foolish. You can get Krista Freeland to be the deputy prime minister of the country while you go inside your cuckoo clock and hide for sixty days plus. <laughs> right? It is, it is. Unbelievable. You know what? I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna get a little rowdy for a second. I cannot believe that our leader has been hiding inside his house. For 60 plus days. It's crazy. No other leader in in the world is hiding like this. And he's coming out to address his kingdom. <laughs> right? Filled with reporters that will not ask crappy <laughs> questions. Right? Well, you, There's this yeah, guy. It's a bad question. You're banned. You're banned. Oh, you know what? You can, oh, you can see the look, right? He, he, when somebody asks him a pointed question and he presses his lip together, right? his, 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 the, the, the amount of physical things that I see on Justin Trudeau in terms of like body language. It's funny when he squints his eyes and presses his lips together for a smile after he answers a question that he doesn't like, he you know, somebody's. you know that that reporter yeah. is never coming back again. You could see it on his face. Bite your tongue. Uh, you know what? And, and I hear behind closed doors. Did they disappear? He's up. Like, he's, totally? Like, well, who knows? There was right? a boating accident. There was a boating yeah. accident. They it's got China. Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, things look like they're heating up down in the USA. I, I know that there's a lot of people that get down on me. I, You know what? I talk about this once in a while. I, I actually, I don't give a shit what people think. I like Trump. 
I do. I really like Trump. And you know what? You could say he's unpresidential. You could say he's brash. You could say he says things he should not say. Whatever. He's he's actually driven. And I know you feel that it's it's not the case. He's a buffoon. Oh, uh, you know what? I know you don't like him. That's fine. You don't have to like him. I, I'm, I just can't listen to him. Well, you know what? I, I listened to him before. I listened to Justin Trudeau every day. He does. I, what, I, he's I, doing I, what he said he was going to do. He's doing what he said he was going to do. He was suing, do he's that. doing all the things I he was elected on. He's doing his bullshit tweets. Yeah, you know what? Well, that's the. Yeah. Uh, I don't listen. My wife tells me about all the stupid shit she says. So yeah. I, get to, I get an earful even when I don't give a fuck. Oh, so you're one of those people that you're taking someone else's word for it. I'm listening. She reads these tweets to me just because she knows it drives me nuts. Yeah. No, no. Just, uh, this, 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 just stop touching my cord. The static. <laughs> Very, uh, <laughs> is it just a little? I could, I could hear it through the headphones. You had a little static. You, you know, stop shaking the mic. <laughs> this is exactly why right? I don't invite you on the show more often. <laughs> All right, no, you know what? So, but you know what? Honestly, Donald Trump. No, you're good. Donald Trump. He he at least is doing what he said he was going to do. He may go down in history as the only president in history to do what he said he was going to do. And he they doesn't hate go him about it very diplomatically. Well, he does. He's never been that way. Okay, so but but Donald Trump. He, you know what? No matter what, he's doing what he said he was going to do. Okay, quite honestly, there's there's some debate about it. But you know what? Though the economy has never been better. The unemployment rates are low. Even if they are shitty jobs, I know how you feel about this john but i mean ultimately i hear a lot of people's shrugging well at least they shrug their shoulders and they go well you know they, i hate trump why like i like i'm asking them like, like legitimately like i'm not saying he's good he doesn't fit like, the mold of your what, typical what, politician what is well he says racial things you know it's like well can you give me an example it's like well no i heard he did and it's like conversations you know, over yeah like well have you have have you ever you know have you ever seen him do anything that's really kind of like i've been watching the guy for a while and you could say whatever you want about the guy you know he was on a reality tv show so he does seem a little you know cartoonish at times but but <laughs> listen right, but no no, no the, the bad orange man like I, I just feel that there's this sea of looks like a know, cheesy this sea like of people out there that no way that's natural is it oh, no you also want to put Put him in a room for like six weeks and see what he comes out looking like. He'll be he'll be pale. He'll be pale. He likes to look like he has color. Whatever. My grandmother would say, "Hello, it's okay." Hi. That's a that's the young people. Should that's say right. right? Yeah. It's a young people. Yeah. It's young people. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all. That's all. Right. Uh, I was raised Italian. My 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 parents and my grandparents. You know, they watched politics, and I always found it boring because I didn't really, you know, uh, I didn't really understand, and I still don't in many respects. It's but soul cancer. That's the problem. Yeah, it's difficult to watch. You know, and for everybody out there that, you know, has wondered, you know, like I, like I can, I can watch as much as I can watch. I, I think if we had a last man standing pool, who could watch Justin Trudeau speak the longest in the most days consecutively? No. I, I about 37 seconds. I'm out, my I'd be out, right? I'd be you know, tap I, out before it even starts. Well, be, you know, I, thank Christ, right? The Canadian gun vault has the intestinal fortitude, right? To stare at a TV screen. I, I feel sometimes like I need I toothpicks. I just too dumb to realize right. how <laughs> dumb it is. It's, no, no, no. I realize how dumb it is. I just don't have the, I don't have the luxury of looking away. Like that's, that's you know, that's, oh, that's part of what I do now. You, might, you can watch the first 30 seconds. It's just the same loop. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A lot of it is. It's, and, and you know what? Here, here, here's the thing, though, about yeah. Trump is, is Trump did, didn't just change overnight once he became president. Trump was Trump before he got elected president. So all of a sudden, those people that wanted to <laughs> stay at his hotels and all the celebrities that wanted pictures yeah. with him yeah. before he was president and was still the same dude all of a sudden now we're come out, coming out and denouncing him how, how why 
Well, the just just the amount of effort he hasn't re- changed. I know, I know, I know. But like, you know, I, I want to say something just to add to your point because I think it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> oh, the, is it wonderful? It's wonderful. No, no, it's a good point, right? No, but the, no, I would go so far as say glorious. Glorious. <laughs> Listen, glorious. I, I, no, no. You know, uh, breathtaking, I, I, perhaps. Ooh, that's a good one. That's Keanu used the word breathtaking. Don't Whoa. don't tarnish it. I didn't know he used the word. Lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, what listen. Keanu say we should have Keanu on here. You know what? He'd be awesome. He's a gun guy. I, you yes. know what? We should bring him on. You know what? I, I'll you know I'll invite him. I doubt that I'll be able to get him out here. I think he will. You tell, know him I, tell him I want to talk to him. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> the world according to King John. You know what? I, I'll put it out there. Cool if Keanu Reeves it wants be to be awesome. If Keanu Reeves wants to be on the show, I'll invite his ass out here in the heartbeat. I'd love I'd love to meet John Wick. I'd love yeah. to meet Neo. He's been, you know what? This guy has played some of the greatest heroes in cinematic and history. And he's a solid dude. And he's solid and he loves guns. Yeah, right? well, he can come see my ProHip collection. Oh, God. Yeah. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, if you were ever if you were ever a gun owner between the years of 1996 and, you know, present day, it was always really cool to come across the ProHip owners. Oh, so you were the guys that used to be able to enjoy those full autos. Like, you come across a 12-2 guy, it's like, hey... You're one of them. You gotta kiss, wow. kiss his ring. Kiss the, yeah, they're like the Godfathers, right? If you see somebody with those now, what's that? All the prohibs that you were allowed to keep before. What are they doing? Uh, I don't know. Well, well, you are know, those on the new list? There's, there's only 274 of those guys left. So I mean, like it's, a, it's a relatively low number now uh, of people that are holding those licenses. But I, I can tell you that when you're a prohib owner and you see that 12, you know, bracket something in, in, on the back of someone's license, and you know, it's an automatic sign of respect because they've been in the game long enough to see the last batch of bands and I you know for me it's always cool to run into some of these guys um, you know but it's not cool though to have them tell you you can't use these items and anybody that doesn't know you know uh, historically there's been grandfathering granted the people that owned items legally uh, prior to any changes of law so that's the standard practices typically to let people keep the guns that they've owned legally for uh, you know quite some time they've operated they've obviously proven that they're responsible and safe that they haven't done anything wrong with these guns they, they were allowed typically to keep them and continue to use them uh, until, of course, the liberals came along and just in this mean, spirited, spiteful move, told people you could keep them, but you couldn't take them to the range anymore. You know, and that's, that's little that, kids. Yeah, that, that's 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 like a real shot in the nuts to anybody out there that's been told like, yeah, you can keep it, but it's a paperweight. Can't do it. You can't do anything with it. You can't enjoy it the way that you intended to. And, and that's something that uh, they've always been very fond of in, in the liberal camp is not only are we going to take it from you, but like we're going to take you won't be able to use it anymore. OK, you can keep it, but you can never shoot it and enjoy it again. And that stops people from sharing it with others, uh, you know, to, to be able to demonstrate how firearms can be used safely and operated safely and, and have some legitimate sporting purpose is by confining their roles, you know, like that. Is there going to be a mechanism for us to get them out of the country? You know, I imagine that they will stop the exportation of to ensure that they, uh, you know, as soon as they figure it out, the guys were trying to get him out of the country. I think you're better off trying to get him to Alberta. But it looks like the guys out there know what's up. Uh, They're going to appoint their own CFO that is going to uh, not pursue charges relating to these latest changes in bullshit law. So, I mean, they they know what's up out west. The RCMP can still come deal with you, right? Yeah, well, it's federal law, so they can. But, I mean, now you're talking the 
but the local police are not supportive. Like, like go to a place like Winnipeg, and you know, Winnipeg, Winnipeg's finest got up there, twenty twenty seven year veteran, and he said there is absolutely no public benefit to the banning of firearms. In, no, it wasn't the chief. Wasn't he, the chief? No, it wasn't the chief. I spoke to this gentleman uh, on the phone. I believe his name is Bobby Parker, if uh, memory serves me correctly. But he came up there and he was very nervous. You could hear it in his voice. Uh, and you know what? I told him uh, very clearly. I said, you know, I called him up and I, I don't know this man. And I, I asked for him and he got on the phone with me and I recognized his voice and I said, sir, you know, my name is Mark Morelli. And uh, just to make you aware, I'm a retired police officer. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke to him a little bit about my credentials for a moment. I just said to him, you know what, just so you know, I'm not a complete asshole. That's the only reason I bring these things just up. Just a partial asshole? All right. Only partial. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, well, I, I, I qualified it by saying, depending on who you ask. So is there a percentage here Eddie that we can... And he chuckled, right? <laughs> you know, I, and, and once I got that, that guy on the phone, right, I'm, I'm talking to him. And I, again, I think he... Uh, it's Constable Parker, and I, I said to him, I said, good for you. On behalf of all the firearm community, uh, we'd like to thank you for getting up there and speaking the truth, sir. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. I heard your voice shake, you know, a little bit. And, uh, and he said, well, I was kind of wondering if I was going to have a job, you know, the next day. And he kind of chuckled, but you knew that uh, he had gone against the grain. Uh, he had made some people unhappy. Uh, by telling the truth, which is a real shame, uh, we should be able to trust our uh, our police uh, to tell us the truth. And uh, he was under some pressure, but I congratulated him on a job very well done. And I told him that he always has friends in Ontario, um, and that uh, I look forward to the day that I'll shake his hand. And uh, and he thanked me, and he was actually quite good about it. We had a you know a little bit more conversation. I hung up the phone, and I realized there was a good cop that was willing to speak the truth, even though his voice shook. You know, like it was a hard one. And so I'm really proud of that guy. And uh, I'm proud of all the police. You know, we've got that. Is uh, he retired now? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I, wa- yeah. I wonder. I wonder. But, you know, it's, it's really important that we discuss uh, discuss this one. I'm seeing a giant show of support from policing, despite what you may read in the news. Uh, there is a movement afoot in law enforcement across the country that don't agree with the idea of seizing property from people that have committed no crimes. And to know that law enforcement are behind us, uh, you know, I definitely would reach out to your peers and your colleagues, uh, to all the men and women in law enforcement, make them aware of what's happening, how it's wrong. And, uh, you know, speak your voice, uh, speak, speak sign the damn petitions. Yeah. 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 Don't, yeah. Don't give me the horse shit. They come and try and take them. That's bullshit. When no. you, you're all you're going to do is die and maybe kill somebody else. That's stupid. Yeah. Don't say those words. You just look like an idiot. Sign the effing petition. Don't be a retard. Sign the petition. Find a conservative. Support the conservative party. And then there's mechanisms that can get us what we need to... Yeah, uh, and write the queen. Can overturn it. <laughs> write the queen. Can write we write the, the We should... You know what? A mass writing to the queen. Huh? Do you think... Well, she th- owns all our shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're maybe complaining. We the, maybe we gotta go above... Above it to the queen. You know, I, what would happen if we if a hundred thousand letters went to the queen? <laughs> what would happen? You know what? I mean, I, would it get somebody's attention? I, you know what? I'm I I will see the, the queen shoots at the, you know what? That, that's right. The she, queen shoots. That's right. I saw her with that famous photo of her yeah. with that L eighty five. 
or what was it? Was it that that Brit, the, yeah, that British bullpup gun, uh, or is it the L eighty two? I can't. I, you know what? I was whatever it is. It's a gun. It's a gun. Yeah, but she. That's right. She's. You know what? We. You know what? I would consider. I wonder what would happen if, if you know a few hundred thousand letters landed on the Queen's I'm doorstep. I'm sure the Queen could take uh, Justin Trudeau. No problem. <laughs> we put him in the cage. Well, listen, hey, cage. you know what? You know what? For sure. You're probably right because they both sit down to pee, mm. and, and the Queen's probably got all those years of experience. Oh, a Queen would take him easy. Done. My money's on. She's a hard old bird. My man. money's Liz. on the on the monarchy. Liz, yeah. Liz, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. My money's on it. I'll, I'll put money on it right now. You know what? The cage match. That'd be the, the cage, cage match of the century. <laughs> Maybe we get Joe Rogan to <laughs> kick it off. They could probably earn enough money to buy all our guns back. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, and that's another thing. You know what? For anybody listening, whether you like guns or not, I mean, if you just look at the situation very objectively, um, the crime guns that are being used uh, in acts of violence in our city streets are not being owned by legal gun owners. What the government's proposing is that they use your tax dollars billions it's going to be billions billions of your taxpayers dollars and a draw on police resources to do it to take back guns that will never be used in crimes now what i'm going to suggest as an alternative is to take all that money take six billion dollars because they're going to definitely go way over budget they say it's going to be 250 yeah you can't yeah you can't even register them all for two billion they're going to take all these guns seize them store them and then destroy them and all the administrative bullshit that comes along with it they're going to spend six billion of your dollars guaranteed. When all, why don't we take all that money instead and give it to policing, hire more police officers, or send police out in droves to buy back the illegal guns that are on the streets? Or they don't about, care. How about strengthen the borders or, or or put a little bit more boots on the street and investigative powers into cracking down and defeating the smuggling operations that are getting them into the country? Yeah. Oh no. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's like trying, it's trying to stop a mosquito from going through a chain link fence. I mean, like it's, it's pretty difficult. It's it's a long, it's a, it's a long unprotected border. Um, You know, if, if Trump built a wall, (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me these days. Uh, I'm sure he by now has determined that, you know, Canada is a little unfriendly uh, company, you know, in China, you know, maybe operating on uh, Canadian soil. Did you see about that? What about how Justin Trudeau uh, has contracted the Chinese military to develop a vaccine for COVID nineteen? No, how about I'll, that one. I'll be first to get that one. Yeah, All right. What yeah. could possibly sign, go wrong? Sign me up. So, you yeah. know what? Right. If, Hold if, on, let me be the tester. Yeah. It, what? I, I, well, you were the first person to volunteer to get the coronavirus. I remember oh. back then. You're like, I'll have it. Then when I've had it, then I've already had it, and yep. then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Bob Durant. You know, but what they're determining is people are getting it multiple times. That it's just kind of circulating around. Well, that's what happens when you engineer a virus. Mm. That's right. That anybody that thinks that this thing still came from a you know a wet market outside of China, no, it was uh, in all likelihood developed in a lab. And of course, the Canadian government was debriefed by the intelligence community. Uh, you mean months their pants were pulled down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I, oh, okay. You're me. Oh, well, debrief. No, debrief. That, debrief. That, that's what happens every time that that Trudeau gets to. Gets together with oh. Trump. Oh, is it Sam? It, or is of it course, Phil? It's Sam. It, it's Sam, and you know what? I'll call Sam back later. He's funny, right? He has he he must know I'm thinking about him. All right, I've been I've been hoping to get together with Sam. You know what? Because Sam the Cannon Man might be affected by this new law, right? I mean, cannons. Think about it. 
Right. Like, I mean, there's another thing that they've screwed up. They put it into law that, you know, this 20 millimeter rule, it now encompasses shotguns. It will include some black powder cannons. Like, I mean, this government is famous for screwing things up while they write legislation and they make it vague and open to interpretation. Like, I mean, it really is absolutely done on purpose so they can apply at will. Yeah. To their liking. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, definitely the MO of this government, you know, to do stuff like that. Oh, just looking at the time. I don't know if you got to be any place. You okay? Oh, I got to be at home to cook dinner. Okay. Whoa. All right. So, oh, see, yeah, no, no. The man's got responsibilities. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you know, just before we wrap up, I'm uh, I'm thinking that we're going to discuss uh, one last thing. Um, you know, I, I think that it's really important. We, we've certainly sat down with um, members of the hunting community and uh, the sport sportsmen that you know bus glaze uh it's really important there's a lot of people out there that don't use email addresses and you know they don't use computers uh that are in this game and they don't even know it um i think it's really important that everybody reach out uh to the older members of the community and to uh, speak to your friends that may be hunters and tell them to tell their friends uh that something's going on in law that might have an impact on them And I really want to emphasize how important it is that we all collectively get our asses together on this one, because this is the one for all the marbles. And this is this is going to be the week for it, because as soon as those ranges open, people are going to be flocking because we to do what they love doing. Yeah. And and this is going to be a prime opportunity to have those conversations saying, hey, did you hear? Did you see what happened on Friday? And a whole bunch of others and and just letting people know now to to address one of the points that you made, those older people. A lot of the older folks don't even have an email. Yeah. So that that's going to be a bit of a challenge because there's yeah. no hard copy to this this petition. It's it's all electronic. So well, well, here's here's what I'm going to suggest. If you're at a gun club and you're running the gun club, if you can have a terminal handy and if you can have somebody who's uh, computer savvy, create an email address for those older guys. You know, that's that's the only going to be the only avenue for some of them. What what I'm going to suggest is when the doors open and people start coming through and have your Lysol wipes handy because we all got to be sanitary. But you know what? Uh, You're going to have to create uh, an opportunity uh, for people to vote for this petition. And there's a lot of people that feel the petitions are useless. I don't care what anybody says. If there's a half million plus signatures on a piece of paper, well, or electronically saying that these people want to have their voices heard, it's really difficult to ignore that. Not you know, Justin Trudeau. Not yeah. Like I mean, anybody would have to say like, "Whoa, hold on a second. There's you know, there's a million signatures on it. You know, a million Canadians think that there's something oh, wrong. That's, but that's all fake. Oh yeah, yeah. Russian hackers did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the Russian yeah. hackers. Yeah. Well, there was only four Canadians that supported. <laughs> yeah. The rest were Russian hackers. Yeah. yeah. So so you know what? I what I'm going to suggest is every gun store and every gun club have a dedicated terminal and somebody that knows how to generate emails. And for the people that don't have email addresses, give them the opportunity to express themselves and vote uh, for those petitions. And everybody that comes into the club that, you know, is told what is going on that may not disagree with it, should sign the petitions. And, and we can, and we can also, once an email is created for them, right, give them all the information, you know, their password and, and their email address and send a copy of the petition to them so that they can share it with their new friends. All right. Uh, we're going to win this, uh, by, by getting the word out there and making people aware. There's so many people that just don't know what's going on. Uh, I love the idea of 2.5 million license holders and their families and their friends jumping on board this. Uh, we could create potentially a vote 
voting block that would be absolutely devastating no matter how much they rigged the game. So if you want to make a difference, uh, definitely tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, uh, you know, anybody that you know that, you know, hunts and engages, uh, you know, in, in, in the recreational use of firearms that may not be aware of what's going on, contact them, share the petitions with them, and and definitely let's get the word out there what's happening. I took an, an opportunity, um, you know, when I was out in public, uh, you know, speaking to uh, a couple of close friends that had no idea what was going on. You would be amazed what, you know, 15 or 20 minutes of conver- brief conversation can do, you know, for, uh, for people that are unaware of what's happening. I had two people, I, you know, I was, I was out the other night and I spoke to two people that feel passionately and we talked on this, uh, subject for like two seconds, you know, they both obviously felt that no government was a good choice. And they said they hadn't voted in like a decade, you know, like, you know what? I haven't voted like the last three times, you know, and it's like, you have to. And so after, a but I, 20 minute conversation I looked at both of them and I said look I look at this stuff every day I love this country um, you have to just trust me this is the most important election in Canadian history please cast your vote potentially could be yep alright and and I just wanted to impress upon them how important it was not just for guns but for the economy uh, for everything you know it's really important that you vote this next election and you get everybody you know out to vote I agree. All right. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, you know what? I uh, I think we're going to call it a day here. I, I, you know, I don't want to imagine people are going to want to listen to us for... 200,000. Oh, yeah. she cracked 200,000. Yeah, so Michelle, over, Michelle Rempel's petition just today. cracked... Yeah. 200,000. For the people who haven't signed uh, the second petition that was uh, initiated by uh, Todd Doherty, uh, conservative yeah, member of like parliament. 46, it was at 40. Yep. Make sure you sign that one too. I, I mean, if we if we bring a total, uh, you know, of, of millions of signatures, if we pool them all together, um, you know, to bring those numbers to the attention uh, of the other members of parliament, like, I mean, that, that petition, by all measure, should stop what's going on right now. When you've got that many Canadians that are in direct opposition to the way you're conducting yourself as a government, That's something should be done. 200,000, 100,000. Oh, well, I can tell you right now, if it was a number that worked in their favor, they would be toting that number out all over the place. And for the uh, media groups that haven't taken the time to talk about the most fast, the fastest growing signed e-petition in Canadian history, uh, for all you guys out there. Which was surpassed by the last one we did. Yeah, exactly. That they ignored. That they ignored. Yeah, you know what, to all you you guys out there in the media that aren't covering the fastest growing, most signed petitions in Canadian history, shame on you. You, your bias is showing. It's frightening. Well, they had seventy-five signatures to get the bands going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever the hell it was something the most, the most obscene, whatever it was. Yeah, they had this pathetic turnout of like something like twenty-three thousand wanting more bands. But you know, we got to listen to that. It's like everything else. It's whatever they want to hear and what they you know are willing to tolerate. Well, well the fact that it, it has garnered two hundred thousand signatures in two weeks and and this the. Petition closes somewhere towards the end of September. There's no reason between now and then why we can't get close to a million, oh, if yeah. not a million. I, you know what? I, I see a million as being the goal. If, once people find out about that. Yep. Let's get that. Every let's duck get, hunter. You know, yep. Every you, duck hunter. But you then, know a guy who's got one. But Every then one what about those guys with the, with the $15,000 Krigos that 
have to leave it in their yep. safe now. These, they're you know, equally just going to be worry, pissed. the government of Canada will give you a solid thousand bucks for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck getting anywhere close to what you paid for. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> How much do you really want? I mean, it's just it's just metal. Oh, What's yeah. What's the scrap value of metal? Hey, we'll just like 80 bucks a ton. We'll pay yeah, you for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That'll really cut the cost of the buyback program. Frightening. That I have you, a good thing. You, you know what? Dictator John. He knows. Dick, Dick, Dick John. John. <laughs> Dick John. <laughs> right. Hey, all right. So listen, you know what? I'm going to call it, uh, call it quits on this one. There's uh, another pot of coffee on and I'm dying to uh, get into it. Anyway, uh, John, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us here today. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, it was nice to meet coach Nick finally. You know, it, first time we've met. It, yep. it's, it, and then we could both gang up on you and make fun of you simultaneously. <laughs> screw, that's the best part. Yeah. Screw you. That was guys. the highlight of my week. Yeah, that's why you know <laughs> this is this is why this is why I sat over on this side of the couch. I knew it was gonna turn into that. That's okay. I can, you should have worn, you worn your Kevlar. I can you know what I'm I can see I can keep my eye on both of you. And uh, Coach Nick, thank you so much for joining me again. Yeah, uh, always I'll, a good time again, John. Great meeting you. Uh, hopefully next time we'll be able to do this, all three of us in the backyard in front of a fire. The weather didn't really cooperate today too much, but yeah. uh, next time maybe early evening with some beverages. and Afraid, afraid, afraid of a little rain? Yes. You're soft. Thank you. <laughs> I said it before I'm John not gonna did. Say, John I, was going to say it. Just to be honest with you, like in the in the lockdown thing, I gained 16 pounds. Did you really? 16 pounds. Oh, oh yeah, it's not hard. I was baking bread every day. Oh, Were you? Oh yeah. Nice. I, I got the sourdough going. Awesome. I'm pounding it back. You're talking about the bread. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Other things too. I'm out. But I got to stop on the way home. Yeah. You know <laughs> Shopping chips. All right. Uh, okay, guys. You know, thank you again. Uh, it's been a terrific podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, big shout out to uh, Colin Noir all right, for putting out a, a T-shirt line dedicated to the uh, Canadian firearm rights struggle. All right, I saw that and I was uh, quite impressed. Apparently, we've garnered the attention of some of the biggest names in two-way uh, self-defense uh, firearm use in the United States. It's amazing. Like Colin Noir has uh, started a T-shirt line that revolves around uh, Canadian firearm ownership and uh, what we've got going on right now. Yeah, and, let's uh, let's just hope that that word continues to spread down yeah, there. We get a yeah. little more support. I, you know what? I love the idea. It's a, a keep Canada tactical. Yeah, that's that's it. And uh, you know what? It's uh, definitely uh, definitely a winner. I would encourage people to get over to a site and uh, purchase some of those. Uh, great show of support uh, for the firearm community, and uh, definitely we're crossing some borders here. Yeah, so for I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. We need their support. Definitely. We do. Well, we're all. Uh, well, we don't want. They don't want us. Look, look what happened in Canada. It worked out fine there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, why don't we do it here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in New Zealand, that's way over there. It's an ocean away. Yeah. That's different people, different culture. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't translate. Yeah. Now, next door neighbor. Yeah. It's a little different story. Yeah. So, U.S. people, have our backs here. Come on. We got yours. Absolutely. All right, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.